Hello. Hello, Dr. Nikhil. Very good evening. Very good evening. Tell me. Thank you so much for being on my show. How are you? I'm good. Um, making the best of the pandemic, I guess. Yes, absolutely. So I'm extremely delighted to have you on my show. Thank you. So to all our dear audiences, of course, they're assembling. So uh, to all our dear audiences, uh, I take immense pleasure to introduce to you Dr. Nikilate, who is a renowned physiotherapist and sports scientist with Sports Med Active, which is an all-encompassing um, center for athletes, which has most of the services that are pertinent, including osteopathy, rehabilitation, physiotherapy, sports science, imagery, um, whatnot, orthopedics as well. So um, you've had your own success in the niche that you've had, um, from uh, heading the medical team uh, in the Olympic Gold Quest to being a former physiotherapist for Maricom. Um, how does it make you feel with all these massive achievements? How has the experience been like for you? Um, well, the thing is, when you are actually doing it, you don't have time to think about it uh, because you're way too busy. Um, so when I was with OGQ, uh, I was pretty much living out of a suitcase. I was traveling almost 28 days a month, every month for six and a half years, averaging six flights a month. I mean, can you imagine being home for a few months now and me not being home for months together then? Um, so when you're in the midst of it, you don't actually get the time to reminisce. But now that I think back and I'm like, yeah, it was pretty hectic. I, I can't imagine how I went through that and still kept my sanity. True, absolutely. So um, how has it been for you? So in, in the sense, uh, what was your experience like working with Maricom? I mean, she is a very accomplished boxer in her own way in India, from India. So as head of sports science and rehab with OGQ, I was actually responsible for taking care of all the athletes supported by OGQ. And uh, so Mary uh, was supported by OGQ along with other top uh, athletes like uh, Saina Nehwal, Gagan Narang, Apurvi Chandela, uh, Vijay Kumar, uh, uh, Sindhu, PV Sindhu, and, and many more. So um, at that point, it was, uh, I was, I was working with a very small team and our main focus was the Olympics, of course. And if you think back to 2012, things were quite different. And uh, but, but there are a few things which are common across athletes, top performing athletes across sports. Um, they, they are incredibly determined. Like whether you give them the infrastructure, whether you give them ideal training conditions or uh, life becomes a bit hard. Um, I have never seen them satisfied. And that's, that's, I think, the one big thing to take away from whether it's a phenomenal athlete like Mary or an up-and-coming athlete who we hear about currently is uh, satisfaction. As soon as you feel satisfied, you don't push hard. So one thing that I learned from people like Mary, people like Saina is no matter what, they have this fire in their belly that keeps them pushing the envelope. I mean, uh, since you mentioned Mary, let me just uh, say that the woman has achieved everything that you and I would every, ever hope to achieve. True, right? because we know 
know. We are acutely aware of the fact where she comes from. And I mean, Mary Kom, she has been the biggest inspiration for a lot of Indian women, especially. And considering the fact that she's from northeastern part of India, I think that's something that uh, we should, um, you know, uh, have that highlighted. So uh, what you mentioned is very true. Very true. And she's still not satisfied. She still boxes. And she's still yeah. performing well. And she secured a place for Tokyo Olympics. Wow. Whenever that happens. So uh, she fought in her first world championships in 2001, where she got a silver medal. And here, 19 years later, she's going back for her third Olympics. Right. So. Certainly. Great. I mean, uh, that's wonderful. So I know that you've had your own experience, your own uh, quotient of experience. So um, also aware of the fact that sports men and sports men active are two distinctly distant, you know, different things. So you work with sports men active. And um, I was just wondering, uh, what is the difference between sports med and sports med active? And could you enlighten our audiences about it more elaborately? So sports med started first. It's the brainchild of Dr. Anand Joshi. He's an arthroscopic surgeon in Mumbai. He's got over 30 years of experience and just a phenomenal surgeon, to be honest. And he had this lifelong ambition that he wants to have a specialized center catering to athletes. So, yes, we have the equipment to cater to everyone, but athletes should know that there is one place that they can go to in case they are injured. That was his uh, ambition in life. So in 2013, he started SportsMed Mumbai, which is primarily an orthopedic setup with state-of-the-art uh, operation theaters, wards, all of that. And then as things grew uh, and the requirement for return to sport and rehabilitation also went up. Um, in 2017, we started SportsMed Active. So it's located in the same premises on different floors. Uh, so SportsMed is primarily an orthopedic setup. SportsMed Active is primarily primarily a rehab and recovery setup, uh, return to sports setup. Sure. Okay, perfect. Because actually I'm aware that uh, people from both sports and entertainment industry have been the clients of SportsMed in particular, like Sachin Tendulkar to, you know, Sneha Bajlani to Vidya Balan to Sarendra Sevak. So I think... Uh, it's amazing what you guys have done so far. The, 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 your own route has been very interesting. So um, you've had your own prodigious uh, success in your career. Now, uh, what would be your master advice to young and budding physiotherapists or sports scientists trying to grow in this industry that you're already a part of? Um, don't take things for granted. Uh, that would be my number one advice. That just because, um, I mean, that two parts to it when I say don't don't take things for granted. One is don't assume things will happen to you just because you're good at something. It doesn't work that way. You still have to put in an incredible amount of hard work. And once you reach some place, like say you've always wanted to be physio for the Mumbai Indians, let's say, okay, why not? People can have that ambition. Um, reaching there is not the end of the story. Once you're there, you still have to deliver on the trust those athletes have put on you. That is super important because as a healthcare giver, when I'm working with an athlete, uh, the athlete is basically trusting me with their career. If I'm not taking care of their bodies, if I'm not taking care of their injuries, I could easily walk away and work with another athlete, but 
the athlete i walked away from their career is in a mess true so don't take things lightly what you do matters and uh, don't take things for granted you have to work incredibly hard no matter uh, whether you are on your first step or you have already achieved any kind of standing it it never goes away and things never get easier you always have to work hard true because i think uh, you're kind of like the backbone for athletes they really need you you have to be in sync when working with an athlete for your client uh, so what you mentioned is true because a lot of us i think even in general sense uh, the tenzin show is all about positivity and success so i think even on a general scale people can really integrate what you just mentioned we should never take anything for granted so whether it's um, our career whether it's our personal life but in in terms with regards to you uh, what you mentioned uh, physiotherapists and sports scientists it's very important to not take things for granted and actually have a practical application with your theory right yeah okay Absolutely. now did you always wanted to pursue physiotherapy because as children we uh, may end up taking something else what we actually planned so was this a part of your plan what you wanted to do actually um i i used to be a swimmer that was another lifetime but i used to be a swimmer and uh, i was into short distance swimming 50 meters 100 meters and then somehow i got into long distance and uh, within 6 months i showed a lot of promise in long distance so at that point uh, i wondered you know in case somebody had already told me that okay my body is built for long distance swimming i may have been able to do more uh so i looked around and i figured out that it's say the job of a sports scientist to do this analysis and tell you whether you're going to be good at something or not um this is well over two decades ago at that point uh, in india sports science did not exist much so the closest thing that came to it was physiotherapy so which is why i did physiotherapy first and then i went abroad for my masters in sports science that's how i got into it that's interesting i think um so what do you think is the future of physiotherapy in india because we know that this is uh, at the embryo stage right now especially sports science is something that's really new to india so what do you think is the future here in india phenomenal phenomenal because uh, anytime i hear people complaining that uh, you know they're not able to get jobs or something and i think to myself we are 1.3 billion people right you'll find with clients so the point is um, on on a tangent on a funnier side there are two professions which won't have an end right okay uh, one is a gynecologist one is a physiotherapist because people will be born and people will get old <laughs> yes absolutely so, uh, sure. no the thing is that physiotherapy um, or rehabilitation services is just going to explode in india the reason being uh, people want to stay fit it's not i mean we aren't uh, say 20 years ago when people will be like i have a little pain in my shoulder but i can do my work i'm okay with it now people want to have a more active lifestyle to have a more active lifestyle you do need specialists so people don't want to wait to a point where they need a surgeon they would rather go to a physio get fit get back to their activities and the scope of physiotherapy is so vast that you can deal with uh, expecting mothers you can deal with uh, geriatric patients pediatrics sports 
people with lung conditions people with heart conditions you must have heard given the global pandemic that uh, people physios working in the respiratory centers they have really got their work cut out so the scope of physiotherapy is so vast and at the end of the day it's all about allowing or making sure that your body can deal with the load it is presented with it's that simple an idea making your body capable of dealing the load it is presented with from a physical standpoint so i i feel physiotherapy has got a very bright future yes there will be uh, teething problems there will be consolidation that needs to be done but things will improve with regards to sports science now that's a, a bit of a challenge the reason being if i get 100 people who have done their sports science degrees and ask them to come to india i don't know where they will get employed so at the moment it's more like a chicken and egg thing the potential is phenomenal but are we people willing to pay sports scientists and have them on board now in say another 3 or 4 years time and it will be a very short time to be honest things will suddenly flip and then you will find that like a wildfire everyone every athlete every federation every sports organization wants to have someone they can consult with for performance enhancement so they will no longer be thinking about injuries they'll be thinking about improving performance and winning championships it takes a spark and that lights the wildfire but it's not yet lit but it can happen just in a couple of years so today if 100 sports scientists come to india they might have a hard time getting a job but within a couple of years 100 might be too less true so we are just at that tipping point yes absolutely but also do you think uh there is a revelation in the education system as well when it comes to study of sports science here in india we are still a little behind yes we are definitely education but, system uh, you... is still a little behind the what is your vision of... yeah the reason we are still a little behind is that uh, say for example when i did my course in london right um the west ham united team came to our university for their pre-season assessment so as a sports scientist who wants to work with athletes you're getting to see how actual high performance athletes go about their business in india the problem is that not enough high performance athletes visit the sports science centers which are already present and there are quite a few in india so most of the people who work there approach sports from a clinical standpoint not from a on field performance standpoint and therefore the results or the recommendations you give aren't something that will benefit the athletes to that great an extent okay i'm making a blanket term I, i it's i'm i'm pretty sure i'm wrong on 100 counts but just to uh, put they things in perspective they don't use it as something that's pivotal and essential but something like a supplementary object supplementary element yeah okay but the okay, interest is growing and it will explode soon okay because i think education is is something that massively impacts the way we can change the future of sports science in india so uh, also empirical analysis that that's something that i want to talk about because in in most of the developed countries let's say uh, united states or 
you know, other uh, European countries as well. A lot of Western countries are actually investing a lot of money in, um, you know, research in, in sort of education of sports science. And that is something that uh, here in India that needs a push and exhilaration, I believe. In fact, the problem is, say, for example, uh, tomorrow I test a runner and I check their uh, one of their parameters, a lactate threshold. I do not know whether that is good, bad, excellent in an Indian context. I don't know if that is good, bad or excellent in an Indian context because the normative tables are no longer there. So if our universities, there are very few universities running sports science courses. If they start publishing papers where a thousand people have undergone the same test and you know age-wise, sex-wise, what's the normal tables, then sure. you can make a, a guess. Like for example, when you talk about body mass index, BMI tables, that you classify someone as obese and someone as normal weight. Um, the normative data or the value, say if you are below 25, you're still okay. If you're above 25 BMI, you're obese. That 25 number has been verified across the globe by testing thousands of people. That right. kind of normative data is unfortunately not available in India. But like I said, we are at a cusp. A lot of good things are happening. I would like to give a shout out to some of the people who are doing a brilliant job. There's a CSS center in Chennai, which is doing a fantastic job. Uh, there's uh, Kokila Ben Ambani Hospital and HN Hospital in Mumbai, which are doing a fantastic job. So there are institutes which are doing, which have proper sports science setups and are doing a phenomenal job. And we will see a lot of data coming through pretty quickly. Sure. Uh, so I also uh, know that now you train your clients virtually. Are, are you doing that currently? A bit. As a physiotherapist, most of my job is uh, hands-on. So if I can't okay. touch my client, if I can't feel the muscles and the bone, risky, right? I'm sorry. Is it going to be ris risky because you know virtual exactly, exactly. may not be that advisable? Exactly. So in the current scenario, yes, I'm doing online consultations, but the effectiveness is quite limited. Only when you're present there and when you have your own invigilation going on. So in the meantime, it's online consultations. I am doing offline stuff, but then I try to limit patient contact. In fact, quite a few times when the patients say they want to come, I ask them, try a few home remedies first. Don't take the risk and come to me unnecessarily. Try a few home remedies first. Let's get on to a video call. If that doesn't work, then maybe. But for most cases, if you are patient and you do whatever is advised diligently, you can sort of take care of it yourself. Okay, great. Um, so um, to all the uh, aspiring sports scientists and physiotherapists, this is something that uh, I want to ask uh, Dr. Nikhil. What are your principles of success? And what is your definition of success? Because uh, the, the plethora of guests that have been on my show, all of them have, have had their own definition of success, their own principles of success. So what is your uh, idea and perception of uh, success and principles of success? Um, okay, there's personal and professional. I would rate personal success if I am a honest contributing member of society, right? If I can give back to the society, if I can be a, a decent family man and take care of my loved near and dear ones, 
then i would consider that as personal success and professionally speaking uh, you are only as good as your last result so say for example if tomorrow you come to me thinking that okay he is treated very calm let me go and see him but i am not able to deliver results to you the way you want then for you i am an idiot right sure so okay you are only as good as your last result so you can't take things for granted you have to fight for every single result every single day and uh, hippocrates who is the father of modern medicine i think this is a quote attributed to him uh, i may be wrong but this is a quote i think attributed to him very said a good physician gets 70% of his cases treated as in he gets success in 70% of the patients that he sees i think that's a good enough number so if i am able to deliver good results to 70% or more of my clients then i would consider that i have been professionally successful sure because i think you have a very pertinent role to play in you know you know in terms of uh, with athletes of course so um what are the benefits of physiotherapy on a general scale what do you think are the general benefits of physiotherapy for people for athletes yeah for athletes and for the general population i i assume it's different of course because the level of activity the lifestyle everything is different but um on a general scale what are the benefits and also for athletes what are the benefits that you uh, think are so uh, i'll start with the athlete and then i'll come to the general population so for an athlete uh, getting injured uh, means that you're losing time big time like for example if you get injured your two steps back and it takes some time to get back to proper fitness and actually give performance uh so having a, a good team and it's not just a physio it's a team effort so you need a good coach a good strength and conditioning coach a physio who work together to ensure that technically the athlete is sound physically the athlete is sound and he is taking he or she is taking care of the nuances that will prevent injuries from setting in so when you have a team approach it means to an athlete that they are not taking steps back they are constantly stepping forward and that will lead to an improved performance and therefore results for general population uh, it gets so for a general population you don't need to see a physio on a regular basis but you do need to see a physio when you are feeling discomfort now here's the uh, cusp of it that say when a back pain patient comes to me and i give them a few exercises and i ask them to do them for the next 6 months okay four times a week for the next 6 months just to make sure that whatever gains we achieve they are not lost people tend to ignore once the pain is gone yeah. they stop okay out of sight yeah. out of mind you have to be very persistent with the practice because it is something that for example i have had a trigger point uh, a really chronic one and uh i'm not very persistent with it i have to admit here um and i know that if you are not persistent it's not going to work out no no like i keep telling my wife that if all my patients did everything that i told them i'll be jobless <laughs> true true right Certainly. so the general population physio is not something you need to require on a regular basis but you do need to follow the advice if and when it's given to you true okay absolutely fantastic 
Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Nikhil. It was a insightful, a fun session with you. Got to learn so much, and I'm sure the audiences have learned a lot as well. Uh, one last question. Somebody had actually asked, what is the best institute to study sports science in India? I'm not sure who that was because the comment is all... Yeah, so what is the best sports institute that you recommend? So there are a couple. There's one in Amritsar, but uh, I would recommend the Manipal Institute or the Chennai Institute, Ramakrishna University in Chennai. I think they are doing a very good job. Manipal uh, Universities, they are doing a very good job. So either of those two, and uh, you'll you'll get a good degree. But uh, as as you and I know, a degree is just the first step. Uh, in order to be successful, it. It it depends on how you apply yourself. True. If you are willing yes, to put, because, it, so to speak. Because because I think vivid application is what what is most important, right? Not just the theory part. Because every client you have a bandwidth of diverse clients, and everybody is different. Everybody's way of recovery is different. Way of you know assimilating what you're actually instructing them is different. So. It's uh, completely, I think, uh, different for every individual, right? And the thing is that when you're working in Indian conditions, there are you need to be a bit tough. Uh, I'll explain myself. I'll just give you a quick example. So when I was working with the national boxing camp in Patiala, this is a decade ago, right? Uh, of course, things must have changed by now. Uh, but ten years ago. Uh, the room i was staying in in patiala the temperature used goes up till 47 degrees celsius in the summers and there's no ac and in the winters it drops down to 1 degree celsius there's no cooler and uh, when you uh, go to have a bath in the morning the heater may not be on so you can imagine you need to tough it out a bit if you really are passionate about your work then you need to be able to take that rough and tumble with it it's not yeah. that you always get a comfortable room to stay in a five star hotel to be in true i couldn't agree more because i know when it comes to dealing with clients it can be so challenging uh, especially i've seen this uh, i think um, as people age they become more childish so i i i don't know i've seen this personally um you know grandparents of my friends they're very resistant to do, doing trainings with physiotherapists so have you had any challenge like that before with people that all the time all the time like every every athlete i've worked with has had some quirks and even in the general population Yes, in my clinic, I see them for only an hour. Uh, I'm not living with them like I used to live with the athletes. But still, somebody would have different work styles, different work pressures, traveling schedules would be different. Uh, the kinds of exercises they like or the preset mindsets that they come with are different. So uh, every person, like you mentioned, is different. In fact, the same person's body is different from morning to evening. So you just have to adjust, adapt, and keep at it. it it never get <laughs> right the recovery ratio is also very different considering irrespective of you know age is a factor gender is a factor the food habit is a factor everything together i think in alignment works well as a physiotherapist so thank you very 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 much for being on my show it was a pleasure having you a delight having you i hope the audience has taken back something worthy and meaningful um so i hope to uh, see you soon and hear from you again thank you so much thank you. bye bye take care Bye.